Hello and welcome to Fresh Off the Board. This is uh, Ed Brand's uh, podcast series where we are connecting with students currently in college and uh, sharing uh, stories from them and also sharing insights about their journey, their experiences with our current students. Uh, so today's guest is Yash Padar. He graduated from Ratu Bangla School in uh, Kathmandu, Nepal in 2019 and is attending University of uh, Michigan at Ann Arbor. He is uh, quite certain that he's interested in economics and computer science and probably also look up a uh, concentration in business. So that's quite a bit of uh, uh, kind of effort that's uh, lined up for you in the future. So Yash, tell me, how was it like when you made these decisions about academics at UMish? Yeah. Uh, being a regular school, I'm sure it would be uh, tough to sort of navigate all the resources, being a large public university, settling in academically would have been not challenging, but at least something that you need to figure out. How was, how was your journey so far? So it's it's not like that. Like uh, public university, I, I, I had access to a lot of resources. So the first thing I'd say is uh, like, we've, like what I told myself that we're paying so much of money as an international kid. We're home, we're, we're away from home for four years might as well make the best of it. So when you come into such decisions, I don't feel uh, double majoring is uh, very difficult or it's a very big thing, provided you meet your advisor in the first semester. So that's very important. Uh, you're meeting a general advisor in college and telling the advisor that this is where I'm interested in. And even I couldn't imagine that I could double major. So so well, my first suggestion is you you've got to meet an you got to meet a general advisor and get your plans uh, straight up so that's how now you can see that it's not very difficult to double major like a lot of my friends are doing it in fact i know one guy who's double majoring and getting a business minor from the raw school of business and one might think that's a lot of work but when you see his course uh, schedule it's it's pretty simple like uh, it's it just you can see that the planning that's required so that would be my first suggestion. Got it. Got it. So in terms of, uh, you know, courses and economics uh, yeah. and uh, computer science, the, on the only the only thing that might overlap is the math. Yeah, uh, no, it, it doesn't overlap a lot. Uh, uh, one prereq overlaps, I think two prereqs overlap and that's it. And, and in fact, computer science and economics is completely unrelated. Like there are subjects in which there is easier to, it is easier to, Double majoring, double majoring like maths and economics, or computer science, or mechanical engineering, like things like that. Like, got it. Yeah. So, uh, how is it like? You know, the whole myth of uh, a large school, people won't be really too uh, concerned or give you time. What is what is that? And how did no, you cope not, with resources? Not really, but uh, I uh, from what I've heard talking to my friends and like they're from India and uh, they've been talking to other friends like a uh, UMIT specifically, it focuses a lot on giving you attention. Like uh, if anyone, if yeah, even I had these concerns that I'm going to a large public university, like uh, I'll, it'll be so big, no, like no one's going to give me attention, like things like that. But once you go there, like I can personally tell you, there has never been a time where I feel I felt left out or the professor or a GSI or anyone is not willing to help me. There's never been a time like that. In fact, in fact, my, my brother went to uh, Carnegie Mellon in Columbia and I, I was talking to his friends as well when I met them. In fact, my Calc 1 class is 10 times smaller than their class. 
So my Calc One class had 15 kids, and I still remember they were shocked. Were and and a car and a Calc One class in Carnegie Mellon had 150 kids. So right. So yeah, it's not know, a yeah, it's not a norm. Yeah. So uh, if so, just for heads up, if you're taking uh, see maths cl math classes won't have a lot of kids. Uh, in the, I can say that much of assurance in you, Mitch. The math classes are tentatively small. Uh, the econ classes will be having a lot of kids and the CS classes, but it's just a lecture. You'll be divided into um, groups of 10 to 15 people and led by a discussion session leader. And then it's pretty easy. You can always ask them questions. You have access to their email. You can call them up. You can set up another time. There's free tutoring. So yeah, that's it's just a myth that a big Got public it. university won't give you time. But just saying, yeah, it's, it's specifically with you, Mitch. I've heard complaints about other big universities. Super. So I think that's really useful information yeah. because uh, students yeah. uh, somehow, you know, get uh, swayed by the fact that, you know, large schools might not offer small class sizes, but this is great to hear. Yeah. What about uh, academic sort of inspirations that you've drawn on? Which classes other than your majors were interesting, if they were at all for you? Yeah, yeah, I, uh, they were yeah, interesting. Uh, like I, I was, I'm a bit of a, like, the thing with me is, so I took a class on uh, Indian history. Like I knew a lot. I just wanted an easy class, but that somehow uh, it was interesting. Uh, I understood how like the, how history plays an important role. But honestly speaking, I feel like how do I say it? Like as a kid, like when I was in my ninth or tenth grade, I knew that I wanted to do CS or econ. So I was just focus. On, I'm like in my schedule. I'm just focusing on these classes. So I'm not the right person to ask about different classes. Yeah. Like, like one different class which have which I'm taking will be art classes. I really recommend taking art classes. Uh, you should be taking your. I'm pretty sure every university will offer a class called a class on graphic designing and and animation or water design. So that's very important. So like in the end, in the end, if you're an entrepreneur, that's like a skill you must need. And I went to San Francisco and I saw other, and I saw, and I've seen startup entrepreneurs. I've seen a lot of startup entrepreneurs and they haven't taken courses like this. They took a lot of scientific courses and then now they're struggling. Like they're paying someone for $150 an hour to design. Yeah, and, and these classes are really fun. Like you enjoy so much, like the color expressions. I know people who've taken it and they're enjoying so much. So the only thing, I, I think one classes which I'll do to diverse my portfolio is art class but other classes I'm not really keen on taking. I'm just taking them because the university is forcing me to. Great. Other than academics, what are the few things that you've really got involved with on campus? Yeah, on campus, uh, I did a campus job in the dining hall. That was an amazing experience. You get like you get a good amount of pocket money. Like, like uh, I had a difficult coursework, so I was earning like uh, like how do I say seventy dollars a week, and that's a lot. Like you can go out, go to the good rest restaurants to eat you can save money you can save that money to invest in the stock market i know so many people who've been doing that and not just a campus job like yeah uh, i'm saying yeah a campus job is by far like from what we've discussed it's a very fun experience and uh, i know people who are part of uh, 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 i know people who are part of the solar car race team so that's a very rewarding experience like he, he had to stay in the summers but all but it got cancelled because of the pandemic but in the end they were actually making a car and traveling to australia for the race right. and what about downtime like how do you uh, spend free time doing different things uh honestly speaking we don't have 
I didn't have a lot of free time. Like uh, whatever free time I had, we just gave it to studies. And just yeah, honestly speaking, in college free time, uh, I used to swim in the fall. I used to make sure I used to uh, I would swim to uh, de-stress. That was a very important aspect. And from what others uh, like, yeah, free time, swimming and working out. Like I always prioritize. I always prioritize working out, like over clubs. So that was a must for me. And uh, other people with their free time, they. uh yeah they usually join clubs but i didn't join clubs i i thought that my physical uh, uh fitness was more important and most probably i'll be joining i'm planning to join a club in the in the fall of 2020 if all things if everything goes right and i can go back to the us so yeah she seemed to be a very objective kind of person and a practical yeah. person so yeah yeah that is me yeah. economics yeah. and then yeah. a minor in business so where yeah. do you see uh uh as in culminating in this journey in the next 3 years of college what all do you want to accomplish i uh, like i've made a list of uh, like interesting cs classes there are so um so i would really want to take those classes like umich offers a class on game design and it's an extremely workload heavy class so that's one class i really want to take we have classes which teaches you how to make instagram like we'll be capable of making instagram So I'm taking classes like that, and at the same time, I'm thinking of taking corporate finance classes so that I can up my investing career and my portfolio. So that's one skill I really want to have, and yeah, yeah, that's that's where I see myself. And I want to join the I want to take formal swimming classes in Michigan. That's uh, Michigan is known like I really want to do swimming like uh, not like formally, not professionally, I guess, but I want to take a class so. that's one thing i really want to focus on but you don't have to be like me like my brother me we we generally very objective people we like i like what i do like i feel i feel i know this is my passion i'm not going to change so that's why i'm so inclined to, to... wonderful wonderful yeah. what about the entrepreneurial i hear that little entrepreneur in you budding to sort of do something yeah it is yeah it is uh, it is what, what are the what are the resources available at umish Yeah, there, are, yeah, there are a lot of uh, resources available. Mostly, I feel like we haven't gone out of the way and seen the startup culture. But when I compare UMich to other universities, uh, we have resources in terms of coursework. So, like the specific, the specific courses, like the specific computer science courses that are designed for entrepreneurs. So they'll teach you if you if how to make a product. and how to market it it's like it's it's taking the aspects of business entrepreneurship computer science tech and combining it into one and which i talk to other people like other courses other universities may not offer that so that's one thing that makes umich a very exclusive and regarding regarding other entrepreneurship resources i haven't really applied my mind to it but i'm 100% sure that ross ross the ross school of business has a, a startup fund so they can act as vcs they can uh, they can accelerate your startup so that's we have a we have a vc in uh, a, a vc system in ross which okay. i want to uh, more about because i'm not in the school of business i'm not in the ross school of business fine i'm going to switch gears and get to know you a little better through rapid yeah, sure. fire questions uh, yeah if you were to look back this one year or even a bit of high school what were a few embarrassing moments failures mistakes that you made which taught you something and what were the reflections from that 
in high school and college uh, one very big mistake i made was uh, i was scared of acad- uh, uh, i was scared to take um, uh, one thing i really regret was uh, taking calc 1 instead of uh, calc 2 because uh, i was too scared of the academics so i'm saying like don't be scared if you're passionate about it you will find a way out of the mistake was i was living in the bubble thinking that if my brother can go to an ivy league maybe i can so like that was one very big bubble i was living in it's best to accept the truths like it's best to accept that and yeah and what else were my mistakes yeah that was it like basically living in the bubble sure that, so i think this is a very important one for uh, our listeners you know when you make yeah. a college list when you're applying Yeah. Uh, obviously aim for the stars but at the same time when you look for a balanced list yeah. uh, eventually settling for a school you really love now uh, and you yeah, always I, did, actually when you got in it was a great moment for me as well yeah. when you sort of texted and everyone was so happy you yeah, know i consider yeah i am kind of lucky because you were somehow I just became the perfect fit like i know people who had have struggled in their schools so it like it, it really depends on how you make the best out of it like you need to like small things like intangibles really matter a lot like the friends you're choosing the environment you want to be in like everything really matters so like Got you want to get the best right super so my next question is if you were to pick three adjectives that describe your strengths what would yeah. you <laughs> uh practical uh extremely uh, i i'll call myself hard working and uh, i'm i'm extremely rational like i won't beat around the bushes if this is the course i need to take i will take those courses like i won't take courses just for fun or just to explore like that's just me i may be wrong I, there may be other people like that but that's just who i am wonderful yeah. uh, my last question is uh, kind of actually two parts one is uh, how are you dealing with covid and the lockdown yeah. in Kathmandu yeah. and uh, how are you upskilling yourself in this time yeah uh, how, what do you see what do you see as a silver lining and the second is what advice would you give people who are planning to go to college but colleges yeah. are now uncertain there is hope that they are reopening but we don't know whether international freshmen will be able to make it on time so how do you deal with uncertainty is the second See, question um in a situation like this uh, I, i have a lot of free time so i've decided uh, learning uh, investing in a very formal way so i'm reading books like the security analysis the intelligent investor i've been reading a lot of books and uh, i get, and then yeah that's one thing i've been looking at youtube lectures and there are a lot of online courses and uh, i've been following the markets at this time because because this is when i see this is like a blessing in disguise like when when can you see a such a opportunity like recession is happening you, you can learn so much how to react what other companies are doing so that's that's one that's one silver lining i feel that that you 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 being able to experience the how the world economy the market is moving at a such a at, at a such a wonderful time like like you can learn so much more from that and i feel materialize it but but i'm a person who's interested in economics so that's why i'm doing it so what i feel is just focus on your passion like as cliche as it may sound you have free time if you're interested in art paid but just do something like do something for 3 or 4 hours a day keep doing it and it will pay off like like i've been reading for 4 or 5 hours a day now and and it is paying off like i know so much about how the markets work that's about like that. like yeah that that's pretty amazing and in terms of international freshmen I feel 
Hey, see, in worst case scenario, they'll just tell you to become online, like do an online course. But I feel that's kind of wrong. Since you're an international freshman, don't do an online course if you have an option. Chill for a semester and go next time, like go next year, because online will just take away everything. Like it's it's not fun in the end online. Like I can do an online course because I've settled down in UMich. I know the systems. I have my friends. I know the base. I know which courses I want to take. I've been talking to my advisor. Everything is planned out. So a sophomore can take an online course, but once you're a freshman, you don't know anything. And the main like it's fun exploring over there in campus. You're talking to the advisor. You're making friends. And if, as a freshman, if you're doing online courses, it's not like it's not going to be fruitful. Like your base for college is going to be ruined. So that's my opinion. I feel it's best to wait for a year and focus on things you can't do. Like super. So thank you so much, Yash. This was yeah. uh, quite an interesting conversation yeah. with a first year student at UMish. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I'm I'm sure people who are looking. Uh, uh, to identify similar schools would be and similar majors and interests yeah. would find this useful. So we'll be in touch. We are organizing yeah. a few webinars where we'll invite you to join our panel. Yeah, sure. It'd be great Thank to you. Uh, have you there too. Thanks. Yeah. Take Thank care. You. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Bye.